We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. So again, 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, starting at verse 11. Dear ones, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. It says, these things command and teach Let no man despise your youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give yourself wholly to them that your profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, you shall both save yourself and them that hear you. On today, dear ones, uh, we are going to have the installment of Brother Ricky Foreman um, into the office of deacon within the church. So we're going to have that on today. Um, But before we proceed with that, I wanted to talk to all of you about those things that need to become fixtures in the life of anyone who desires to serve the Lord in a way that is both faithful to the Lord and honoring to the Lord. And so I want to talk to everybody on today. I would like to talk to everybody on today about those things that need to be fixtures in the life of anyone. So we're talking about anybody, male or female, anyone who wants to serve the Lord in a way that is both faithful to the Lord and honoring to the Lord. And so the text of scripture that I would like for us to focus our attention on is found for us here in 1 Timothy, the uh, fourth chapter, verses 11 through 16. And the topic that I would like to address on today, dear ones, is this, the fixtures of a faithful servant, the fixtures of a faithful servant. My friends, when you hear someone use the word fixture, 
um, it's, it stirs in our minds uh, thoughts of, and images of something that is permanent, that is stationary, that is established, something that is settled, something that is stable, something that is lasting, enduring, and unchanging. And so when you hear the word fixture, your mind automatically begins to picture these things that are stationary. They're, they're, they're set. They're, they're not going anywhere. They're there. They're permanent-ish. They're permanent things that are, either in the, that are either present and visible to somebody or they're established and you know that they're there in your mind's eye. You can see them. But these things are stable. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. And it is in these verses of scripture, dear ones, that the Apostle Paul begins to speak to his younger apprentice in the ministry, whose name was Timothy, about those things that need to be fixtures in the life of anyone who seeks to serve the Lord in a way that is effective, in a way that is honoring to the Lord, in a way that is stable, lasting, and fruitful. There are some things that need to be fixtures in your life. If you are going to be a servant of the Lord, there are some things that must become fixtures, not transient issues, not passing things, not things that are fleeting. They're there, not momentary. They're here now and gone tomorrow. That is not the way to be an effective and successful servant of the Lord. The, the, there are some things that must be fixtures. They must be stable, established, stationary, permanent. Amen. Lord have mercy. Amen. And so we're talking about this issue and we're addressing it from the vantage point of this installment that we are going to proceed on sometime here in the near future, Lord say the same. But dear ones, the message that I'm preaching is not just to Brother Foreman. Amen. I'm talking to everybody in here who wants to serve the Lord in any type of capacity, it, whether it be usher, secretary, uh, deacon, minister, elder, pastor, makes no difference. Deaconess makes no difference. You want to serve the Lord, these things need to become fixtures in your life. These things need to become stable, stationary things in your life, not transient things, not things that you do for the moment. You do that now, but you don't do it later. You're doing it now because something is about to happen. You're going to do a short talk. You're going to do a teaching session. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You do it now, but then once that time has passed, these things go away. That is not, to be, that is not the way to be an effective servant for the Lord. These things must become fixtures in your life. Because as time goes on and you continue to read in the book of 1 Timothy, Paul will go on to tell Timothy, Timothy, I need you to be instant, in season and out of season. In other words, I need for you to be ready, set and able to go and perform whether it's time for you to do it and you know it's time or whether you don't know it's time but God says it's time. I need for you to be ready. I need for you to be prepared. I need for you to have everything necessary so that when the Lord says, I need you to move, you say, Lord, where do you want me to go? And now, Lord, give me time to prepare myself. Lord, have mercy. Fix just. And so Paul is talking to Timothy and he begins to say these things to him. But so, so as we look at this text, as we begin to look at these texts, the first thing that we lay our eyes upon is verse 11. And notice what Paul says there. He says, these things command 
and teach. The things I'm about to share with you, Timothy, these are things that you need to, one, command, but also teach. So Paul starts off with this in his address to Timothy concerning this issue. That, and he tells him that what he is about to say to him are things that he needs to both command and teach to others as well. Now the word command that is used here, dear ones, it comes from the Greek word paragaleo, which means to pass an announcement from one person on to another. So you're talking about passing on an announcement from one person to another person. And so the announcement has come to you. You have heard the announcement, but now you have been also given the responsibility to pass on the announcement to somebody else. And so what you have here is the picture of someone who has received an order for themselves and is now passing that order on to someone else and then they are encouraged to do the same thing that has been done for them to others as well. And so Paul has received an order from the Lord himself. And now Paul has been given the responsibility of not just obeying the order himself. He has also been given the responsibility to pass the order on to other people. And he's telling Timothy, Timothy, what I'm doing for you, I need for you to do for other people as well. Now the command that Paul received was first given to him by the Lord himself as he traveled on the road toward Damascus. That is recorded for us in Acts the ninth chapter verses 1 through 19. But dear ones, it is more fully described for us. What Paul experienced is more fully described for us by Paul himself in Acts the 26th chapter verses 9 through 18. So everybody turn to Acts 26 because Paul here... He's giving his testimony before the Roman government and he more fully describes what happened to him and what he received from the Lord. And so it's Acts the 26th chapter. I'm going to start reading at verse 9. Dear ones, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. He says, Paul says, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. So I, I did this stuff. It, it says, I, which things I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. Lord have mercy. Verse 11. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. Paul said, I made folk blaspheme the name of Christ. I tortured them. I persecuted them. I punished them until finally they gave in and blasphemed the name, the blessed name of Jesus. Lord have mercy. Verse 11, and being, exceed, being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them, even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Lord have mercy. Now, now I, I wish I had time because I talk a little bit about this. But, but just real quickly, one thing. Notice 
Paul says, I heard a voice speaking to me and it spoke to me. This voice that I heard, it spoke to me in the Hebrew tongue. In other words, it spoke to me in a way that I could clearly understand it. I could clearly recognize it. I could clearly interpret what was being said to me. Dear ones, the word of God lets you know God will speak to you and let you know what he wants you to do, how he wants you to do it. And there will be no way that you will honestly be able to say you didn't understand what God said. Amen. Amen. There is no way possible you could honestly say, I didn't understand or I didn't know. Paul says, God spoke to me in the Hebrew tongue. Lord have mercy. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on this station, We would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Lord have mercy. The text, notice the text. Verse 15, And I said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. But rise and stand upon your feet. For I have appeared unto you for this purpose. To make you a minister and a witness. Both of the things which you have seen. And of those things in the which I will appear unto you. Delivering you from the people and from the Gentiles. Unto, unto whom now I send you. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God. That they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So Paul, the Lord lays out for Paul exactly what his call was. He lays it out exactly. He details it down. So Paul had no question in his mind concerning what it was that God had called him to do. And it is that command that Paul received from himself That the Lord also impressed upon Paul, I need to pass the same type of command on to Timothy and then tell Timothy he needs to pass it on to others as well. And so what you have here is Paul now passing on the command that he received from the Lord on to Timothy. And in essence saying to Timothy, what I am now doing for you, I need for you to do the same thing to others as well. What I've received for myself, Timothy, and I'm giving to you, I need for you to do the same thing. 
But dear ones, I want to work with that verse just a little bit longer. For, for notice, notice back in 1 Timothy 4, back in verse 11, notice that Paul tells Timothy that these are things that he needs to command and teach to others. And they are not things that he needs to simply mention and suggest. They are not things that he needs to simply advise Timothy about and encourage him in. And these are not things that Paul needs to point out to Timothy and promote to Timothy. Paul says these are things that you need to command and to teach. Paul says, Timothy, I'm commanding you in this area. And I'm telling you, you need to command and teach other people in this area as well. There is a duty. I want everybody to hear me now. There is a duty. There is a responsibility. There is a solemnity that is associated with what Paul is doing here for Timothy. And he is telling Timothy the same tone of seriousness and urgency that I am now taking with you concerning these matters is the same type of message that you need to pass on to others and you need to do it with the exact same tone that I'm doing it for you. There is a seriousness. There is an urgency. There is a solemnity. A solemnness. To the message that Paul is passing on to Timothy. And he's telling Timothy. I need you to pass this message on. With the same urgency. With the same solemnness. With the same passion. Lord have mercy. We look at serving the Lord like it's something we do part time if we feel like it. And if we have time. We look at serving the Lord as if it is something that we determine whether we want to do it today or not. We look at serving the Lord as if it is something that, you know, if, if something else comes up that's more important, well, we'll just push that to the side and we'll take care of things. And we'll get back to this if we have time in our schedule. Paul is letting Timothy know, Timothy, you, don't you dare. Look at what God is doing with you and doing in you and wants to do through you. Don't you dare look at it that way. Don't make that mistake. Don't fall into that trap. Don't do that. Command these things. Teach these things to others. We must begin to change our view and our understanding and our appreciation for what God is calling you to do. We must begin to change how we're seeing this thing because some of us are seeing it in completely the wrong way. Completely the wrong way. That's why you're struggling with your calling right now because you're seeing it wrong. You're looking at it as something that you can turn on and turn off. That you can do when you feel like doing it and not do when you don't feel like doing it. And you, you're looking at this in completely the wrong way. You're like, you're, you're, you're like the person that's trying to, to take a, 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 a fan and plug it into something. The problem is you're plugging it into the wrong thing. You're going about it the wrong way, but you're still expecting the fan to run. But it doesn't work that way. It's only when you get plugged in the right way to the right thing that the thing will operate the way it's supposed to. These things command and teach. 
Notice what he says, verse, verse 12. He says, he says, let no man despise your youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Dear ones, as we begin to look at what Paul says to Timothy, there are in essence five areas that he now begins to address with Timothy. And the first one of those areas that has to do with the pattern that Timothy sets for others to follow. Paul is now beginning to talk to Timothy about the pattern that he sets for others so that they can follow in that pattern. And notice again what we're told in verse 12. He says, let no man despise your youth, but be thou an example. Be an example, Timothy. Timothy, be a pattern for other believers. And these are the areas that you need to show a pattern in. You need to show a pattern in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Now, the word despise that Paul uses here, dear ones, it comes from a word that means to look down upon someone or to think less of someone before something or because of something. And so Paul is encouraging Timothy to not let anyone look down upon him because of, in this context, he's saying don't let anybody do it because of your age. He says, let no man despise you because of your youth. Timothy, don't let folk look down upon you because of your age. Timothy was, was probably trying to minister to people who were more advanced than he was in their age and very possibly more advanced than he was in their life experience as well. And so Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, don't let anybody look down upon you because of your age. Don't do that. Let no man despise you because of your youth. And, and, and so you have the situation here with someone who is younger and less experienced than some others is being given the responsibility to lead them and to minister to them in a way, here we go now, that will earn their respect and gain their trust. You have someone here being instructed to minister to serve people, very possibly older and very possibly more experienced than they are. But he's being given the responsibility to minister to them in such a way that he gains their, that he earns their respect and he gains their trust. And dear friends, for each one of us, there is at least one area of our lives where we need to hear the encouraging words, do not let them look down upon you because of it. With every single person under the sound of my voice, there is at least one area in your life where you need, where you need to hear somebody tell you some encouraging words. Don't let them look down upon you because of that thing or that issue or that situation. Do not let them do it. It might be because of your age. It could be because of your education level. You're not as educated as they are. They went to college. They have degrees. You went to high school. That's all you got. Don't let them look down upon you because of it. 
It could be because of your background. It could be because of your upbringing. They were brought up with a silver spoon in their mouth. They were brought up and went to the finest of schools. You were brought up in the inner city and you lived in the ghetto. Do not let them look down. Do not let them look down upon you because of it. It could be because of your family history. It could be because of your employment status. They're doctors. They're lawyers. They're, 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 they're uh, chief, chief of police, whatever it is. And you work in a 24-hour or, or a 9-to-5 laborious job. Do not let them look down upon you because of it. It could be because of your line of work or your financial status. They're rich and you ain't rich. You're somewhere other than rich. Do not let them look down upon you because of it. It could be because of your physical limitations and I could go on and on and on. So I will just say, etc. Whatever it is, do not let them look down upon you because of it. Hello, dear ones, this is Pastor Michael Fields, and here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life.